What's going on, everyone? Scriptwriter Steve, right here. You've reached my podcast, Barbecue Two Movies. Well, I got a show for you today, so you better tune in from beginning to end. You know what? I know this mood, this music, it sounds really upbeat because I'm actually I'm a pretty happy guy right now. And let's be honest, I'm you know I may play the angry guy, the hateful guy, maybe on the podcast, but dude. I love to laugh. I love to make fun of things. I don't take life too serious, and neither should you. You know, life is only so long, right? So you have to laugh your way through it. But anyway, I have something really serious I want to talk to you about. It's this whole hashtag stop Asian hate crap. Yeah, and I call it crap. So I'm going to turn this down here because... We're going to get into some pretty serious talk right here before I talk, I guess before I cut the commercial. So this weekend, while I was having fun watching the Jack Snyder movies, the Jack Snyder cut, the, the, the Justice League cut, and having fun watching that, I watched it twice. They're four hour long movies. While I was doing that, I guess my Asian brothers and sisters, my liberal Asian brothers and sisters over there, my triggered liberal Asian brothers and sisters over there in the mainland were busy protesting and screaming, victim, victim, victim. I'm a victim of Asian hate. Well, I would tell you what, chances are most of them are not. Most of them are not victims of Asian hate whatsoever. But here they are, screaming it from the, screaming it from the mountaintops. Woe is me. Oh my God, everyone hates me because of the China virus. And whoa, I just called COVID-19 the China virus. I call it the Kung flu. Now, of course, you know, some people may interpret it and say, that's kind of racist. Well, you call it the China virus because it came from China. All right. You could call it the Wuhan virus because it's a virus that came from Wuhan. No matter what you call it, we, everyone knows for a fact that it came and originated in China and the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government covered it up and spread it on purpose. And we should be angry at the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. All right. So we should be angry and direct our hate toward the Chinese Communist Party. Now, I want to be very clear. Racism does exist in our country. Racism exists everywhere, all right? Because wherever there is stupidity, there's racism, all right? But it's not an epidemic problem. It's not an epidemic problem you can blame one race on. Because right now, these people who are marching are pointing the finger at whites. And they're pointing the finger at white Republicans. And that is one million percent wrong. I know many, many white Republicans. Okay, they're all on my friends list on Facebook. I know so many of them. None of them hate me. None of them. Do you know where I get all my hate from? The left. They see me with that MAGA hat on, that red MAGA hat on, and they're happy to call me chink. They're happy to call me slant-eyed chink, right? Because they hate it that that I'm not playing the victimhood. So where do I get this... Racism or hate, I get it from the left. All right? I get it from the left. 
because they're ignorant. They can't understand that an Asian person, a Chinese person, can support Donald Trump, can believe in his policies, and even call it the Chinese virus because it's from China. So what did China do? Okay, let's get to the bottom of this. What did China do? China didn't release the DNA, the RNA makeup of the, of the China virus, of COVID-19. So we couldn't study it. They didn't let in our virologists so we could study it. They destroyed material in their lab so we couldn't find out where it came from. Did it come from the, from the lab? We don't know. Did it come from the wet market? We don't know. The Chinese working with the WHO lied and said this wasn't an airborne virus. The Chinese also blocked travel within their own nation, out of Wuhan. So if you were a Chinese in Wuhan, you could not travel to Beijing, Shanghai, or, or anywhere else. But guess what? You could travel everywhere else in the world. And they made it purposely. They knew what they, was, they had on their hands. They spread it across the world on purpose. So Americans, yes, you should be pissed. You should be angry, but you should direct your anger at the Chinese Communist Party, all right? So that Chinese American over there, the, the Asian American on the side, you know, they have nothing to do with it for the most part. Nothing absolutely. I would say 100% they have nothing to do with it. So if you go call them, you know, all these different types of names, that's stupid, all right? And I would tell you this, most Americans are not that stupid. I would say 99.9% of the Americans out there are not that stupid, left or right. I don't care what your political affiliation is, okay? Now, I have traveled this entire country. I worked all throughout this entire country. I have friends all throughout this entire country. My clients, I run a wedding company. I work with all different types of people, many, many whites, many, many Caucasians. I don't care. They don't care what the color of my skin is. They don't care that I'm what, they call it yellow? I think yellow? Well, technically, I'm really brown because I get a tan here in Hawaii. They don't care. You know, if there is this Asian hate, you know, in America, why am I getting so much business from white Americans? Why am I getting so much business from people? My business right now, Dream Weddings Hawaii, uh, you know, I'm getting so much business right now. I'm thanking God. I'm thanking all of these people who are supposed to hate me because I'm Asian, but they're not. No one, no one's hating me. So what is this stop, this hashtag stop Asian hate thing going on? Not for the life of me, I never got blamed once, not one time for the China virus, not once. And here's the funny thing. All of these celebrities now, we have celebrities, Asian celebrities, you know, going out there and saying, oh my God, you know, we live in fear. They live in fear. Daniel Day Kim, I like Daniel Day Kim. He lives here in Hawaii. You know, he was on Lost. He was on Hawaii Five O. He lived here for a while. I think he moved back to the mainland, but he lived here. You know, he never got any type of Asian discrimination while in California or here. He was never blamed for the China virus. None of these people here, none, even, even the actress Sandra Oh, she comes out say, comes out saying, for many of us in our Asian community, I'm quoting her here. This is the first time we are even able to voice our fear, our anger. And I really am so grateful to everyone willing to listen because I am so fearful of being Asian in America. Really? She's an actress making so much money and she's fear fearful? 
Tell me a story. Tell me a story, Sandra, of discrimination because you're actually Asian. You know, Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars is half Filipino, and the other half, he's Caribbean black, all right? So he's not even full black. He's a Caribbean type of black that has a mixture of like some Spanish and all these other different types of things. Here in Hawaii, we call him a poi dog, but he is half Filipino, all right? And so are his sisters and his mother is full Filipino or something like that, right? His mother passed away, unfortunately. But Bruno Mars is loved throughout America. Loved. Completely loved. He, 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 he headlined the Super Bowl halftime show twice. Twice. How do you like that? And he's, he's supposed to be hated. Do people hate him? He was just on the Grammys the other night. I didn't hear any type of hate. He, did his, he never even talks about, you know, experiencing any type of Asian hate. None whatsoever. Absolutely none. And here's a really funny thing. I'm watching all these Asian reporters, these token Asian reporters. They don't even know what they're saying here. So they're saying they, they can't, they, they're so proud of all these Asian Americans, you know, stepping up to the plate and saying, you know, to stop the Asian hate. That, and they're basically inferring that this all came from Trump, right? Because he started calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus, which is 100% correct. So, funny thing, they don't tell their own story of quote-unquote Asian hate. So, where is all this Asian hate coming from? You know, they said there are 3,800 anti-Asian racist incidents, mostly against women in the past year. Okay, tell me what happened. Oh, there are some of them that were harassed online. online. Okay, so people talking trash online. That doesn't equate to racism out there. People talk trash online all the time, especially if you're a Trump supporter, all right? And I don't even count the hate that I was getting because I'm a Chinese wearing a mega hat and I'm getting hate from liberals. I'm getting hate mail. I'm getting actually, you know, I get hate mail right now because I'm here talking about it and people are saying, oh my God, you're Asian, I'm getting hate mail from the left right now because I'm a conservative and I'm Asian. But that's not racist. That's just stupidity out there. All right? They're disagreeing with me politically. (laughs) That's fine. And I don't care if they make fun of me because of my race or, you know, my slanted eyes or something like that. Who the hell cares? Why do we have to cry about that too? All right? So I'm going to cut the commercial. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get more. I want to get more into this Asian hate crap all right and it's only my opinion by the way because i don't speak for all asians but i want to tell you my experience in this great country all right so i'm going to get back to you right here you're going to hear it the full-on truth from me it's going to be raw it's going to be raw i'm going to tell you the full truth my experience of quote-unquote asian hate in this great country so tune in What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. 
Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's Dream Weddings with an S, that's Weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. And by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Oh, listen to that music, that soothing music right there. Hmm. Why can't we just all get along, right? But you know, I don't feel like getting along right now because I I feel like voicing my opinion. But maybe this music may change my mind. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, I hope you're back from that commercial break. You know, again, uh, if you have booked me for my wedding services, thank you very much. And if you're white and yet you have, you have booked me, <laughs> thank you very much. And to be honest, I don't really care what the color of your skin is. You could be white, brown, green. I don't really care as long as you pay your bills, okay? Because the only person, the only type of couple who I hate, the only type of customer that I actually hate, and I will use that word hate very strongly, is the customer who doesn't pay their bills and runs out on me <laughs> by taking advantage of how nice I can be. And trust me, I have, I have had couples who still owe me thousands of dollars even after I delivered their wedding photos to them. Can you believe that? All right? But I don't, you know, I hate that type of there, but again, you know, it happens. You know, they just walked away from there, wrote me a bad check, walked away and thought nothing of it. They could live with themselves. I just wonder how they can live with themselves. Okay. So anyway, I want to get into this, more into this stop this Asian hate thing. And here's one thing that really bugs the hell out of me. Now, for the life of me, when you think of Asian, okay, when I think of Asian, primarily, I think of one type of stereotype when I'm looking at it, when, when I'm envisioning an Asian. I'm thinking someone, you know, who's kind of a pale in skin, thin, very thin, um, and, you know, very petite, both male and female, uh, black hair, uh, maybe a little stubby little nose. And slant eyes, right? Let's not, let's not beat around the bush because a lot of Asians have slant eyes, right? And that's what I think about when I think about an Asian. So automatically we think of, you know, Chinese, you know, some Koreans and some Japanese out there, maybe even some Filipinos out there. But it's really, I find it really interesting that we group in Indians and Pakistanis into this group of Asians. So when you say, you know, there's this Asian hate, are we grouping in Indians and Pakistanis in there? Because they don't really fit, you know, the visual profile of what we would think an Asian would look like. You know, and then we group them all together in this Asian, Asian American, I guess, stereotype. So I really don't, I, I really don't enjoy, um, this, this wide umbrella of stereotyping all Asians together. And I'll tell you, and here's another thing. 
And you can talk to any Asian, okay, with us. Now, I know that a lot of Caucasians will look at us and say, wow, well, you guys all look the same. And there is some truth to that, okay, because we kind of all do look the same. Now, there are small subtleties on there. And some of, pe- some of the people out there, just, we always guess. Like, so within the Asian community, we'll say, well, you know, where are you from? We always ask each other, where are you from? It's not a bad thing to ask where you're from, by the way, right? Where, where's your bloodline from? So when people look at me, <laughs> like today, one of, one of my friends, uh, they asked where, where I was from. One of my friend's friends asked where I was, hey, where are you from? You know, this is a local, say, hey, bro, where are you from? So I told him, well, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm full Chinese, dude. And then he said, you're, I thought you're Korean. He said, bro, I think you're Korean. This is how locals talk, right? And, and I asked, where, where is he from? So he's, he's Portuguese. That's, that's Portuguese, right? And then he, oh, a little bit Chinese, bro. So that's a little bit Chinese, right? We're, I'm talking pigeon right here. And, and this is what we're talking about today on, on Saturday night. And, and again, if we would have this conversation with a liberal, they would think something was wrong with us because we're asking questions you're not supposed to ask, such as where you're from. Why is it so bad to ask where you're from? You're supposed to be offended? No. So I found out this guy's Portuguese. He's a little bit Chinese, a little bit, you know, a little bit Polynesian, everything. You know, that's why, and, and I'm full Chinese. He thought I was full Korean. Yeah, my, my other friend over here, Pitmaster Keith, he's half Japanese and half Chinese. Yeah, to me, I think he looks a little bit, I thought he was a little bit more Chinese, but he's half half. It's not bad to ask where people are from. And even we as Asians, right, we get kind of mixed up because everything's all kind of, all kind of, you know, just raw, a little bit of everything. And it's not, not, there's nothing wrong with asking, where are you from? I don't get offended. We don't get offended. And by the way, all Asians are not the same. All right? All of us are not the same. And those who are actually, like say for example, I'm what they, I'm considered by the Chinese. You know, we're, not, we're, actually, we're actually talking real Chinese from China, from Shanghai, from Wuhan, from they don't like Chinese like me. They call me ABC, American born Chinese, because I'm, you know, third or fourth generation, depending on which side of my you know, my either my mom's side or my dad's side. I could be fifth generation, I'm not sure. You know, it depends how you count it. But I don't speak a lick of Chinese. I, I think there's one phrase I know how to say, which is Kung Hi Fa Choi, which means um, Happy New Year's. And you put your hand out, then your grandmother gives you money. <laughs> and, you, and you say, she, she, which is thank you. And um, that's it. You get your money. And sometimes it's 20 bucks, 100 bucks, you know, <laughs> whatever it is and all that. And then you get oranges with it, right? So we learned that in, uh, in, in, in uh, I guess, part of our culture, right? Kung Hi Fa Choi. But here's the thing. The Chinese don't like American-born Chinese. The Koreans, they don't like the Japanese. The Chinese don't like the Japanese because of World War II. The Japanese were very, very vicious during World War II. In fact, if the Filipinos, many Filipinos don't like the, the Japanese. All right? And the Japanese, the younger Japanese, they don't know why nobody likes them. You know, they go around gallivanting all around into Korea and everyone like that. And the old time, old time Koreans hate Japanese because of the way they, the Japanese experimented on the Koreans during World War II. The Koreans were like the Jews and the, the Japanese were literally like the Nazis. 
you know, experimenting, experimenting on the women, chopping them up, you know, torturing the women as they gave birth, Sli- slicing a, a Korean slowly like sashimi while they were alive and seeing how they could, how much pain they could actually, you know, uh, suffer before they died. They were sick. They would, they would do these to so many Chinese and so many Koreans, slowly dissect them while they're alive. It's gross. And that's why there's so much hate between the Asian community. And here, it's so funny. That now, the, the, even the Taiwanese, right now, the Taiwanese, they don't like China. Okay? And I can tell you myself, as a person who owns a wedding company, who owns a, a business here in Hawaii, the Chinese, when they come down here, the ones coming down from communist China, they are the cheapest and sometimes the most rude customers you can ever run into. You know, they would order the cheapest package from me and then actually threaten that they would actually threaten if they don't get upgraded to a higher package, they would threaten me with a bad Yelp review. Multiple times. It's not just one. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. They're horrible. Now, it's not all Chinese. Of course, there are some really good Chinese. But the vast majority are extremely rude. And if you talk to anyone who's dealt with actually real Chinese from China, they will tell you the same thing. We were in a Costco parking lot, and a Chinese person actually had gone into there, from China, stood in the, the, the parking lot and told us to go around. Now, there was a YouTube video of another Chinese person somewhere else in America doing the same thing. And my father and I was like, whoa, that happened to us. They do that kind of stuff. That's part of their culture. Now, here I am in Costco, and another Chinese woman, a different Chinese person, they banged me with their cart. And I looked around, and there's nowhere else to move, right? There's nowhere else, you know, I mean, no one else around me, right? So she could have gone around me, but she kept banging me with her shopping cart at Costco. And then I looked at her, and she swore at me in Chinese and told me, move. And I said, okay, maybe I'm standing in front of something, so I just actually moved out of the way. And guess what? She just walked on straight by. How do you like that? Now, again, I'm not saying all Chinese are like this. Not whatsoever. But there's something within within the Chinese culture that makes them a lot more rude. And I have a lot more story to tell you about this too. And I'm not telling telling you to actually say you should hate on Chinese. But they're not the most innocent people at all. Okay? Sometimes they bring this upon themselves. So, of course, if they do these kinds of rude things, you know, people are going to say rude things back at them. They're going to get angry and call them names. And maybe that may be some of the cause between, you know, because that may may be some of the cause of the quote-unquote Asian hate. Now, for me, I've been back and forth between mainland America and here in Hawaii multiple times. I love it up there. Been to, I've been to the South, been up to all these other small towns over the, in the South where, where they said they would, I should experience a lot of racism. But do you know what I experience in these small towns in the South? Some of the nicest people in the freaking world. Southern hospitality. Holy cow. I went over there to Oxford. Me and my mom and dad, we went over there to Oxford. And Oxford, Mississippi, it's a small little town. We went there to watch um, Jordan Ta'amu, who's from Hawaii, and Tua Taivailoga, 
who's also from Hawaii. They played at the same school as St. Louis here. They're both, they're not Asian. They're Samoan. They're Samoan, and I think they're part white, part Samoan, all right? Um, they're not of any, I don't think they're of any Asian descent, but I think people may have thought that. Um, they're not Hawaiian at all, but they're Polynesian, okay? And, uh, and you could make an argument that they are Hawaiian because a lot of Samoans came over to Hawaii, all right? But anyway, we went there to watch a football game of uh, Ole Miss playing Alabama, and uh, we go there, and uh, we, we pop into what they put, I think they, they call it the grotto or something like that. I think it's called the grotto, which were, I think, believe, I believe tailgating originated. And this is over in Ole Miss. We're, we're, over, we're over there in Ole Miss, over there in Oxford. And we have, we brought some chairs with us and, think, and we're thinking, well, maybe we're just going to, you know, sit on the side and, uh, you know, just like, you know, see what the hell happens. They, the, the people there around Oxford said that, you know, just walk and somebody will pull you into the booth. And here we are thinking, well, you know, we're just going to sit on the side and try to find somewhere to eat. Maybe there's like food or a lunch truck there and we could, you know, buy some, buy some food before we go in to watch the game. So we go there and there's no lunch trucks at all. And everyone is just tailgating. Everyone is just tailgating. So we take one step into this grotto or whatever they call it. I think they call it the grotto. Anyway, if I have the name wrong, I'm very, very sorry. So we take one step into this tailgating place. And immediately, someone comes up to us and says, hey, do you guys have a tent to go to? A barbecue to go to? And they said, no, we just got here. They said, well, you can just come onto ours. So we go on to theirs. We eat all their food. Well, not all their food, but you know, we, we invite us, we become friends with them. They give us their business cards. Holy smokes, I feel like I'm invited to their family. And when we said, then my father says, you know, after we stayed there for about an hour, he says, you know, maybe we should just walk around and look at the other booths. We take one step out of there. We get invited to another booth. We take a one, same thing repeats. We get, we take one step out of there. We get invited to another booth. We're Asian. We look Asian, okay? We look Chinese. They know we're some type of Asian, right? Okay? We're getting invited from booth after booth after booth after booth. All by white people, by the way. And then we get invited to this one booth where there's all these very beautiful sorority gals over there. And they're friends with Jordan Tamu. And then and we start talking football. And they're telling me how to actually... I brought a kukuina lei for Jordan. They're telling me how to give it to him. So I end up, I end up following their advice to go over there to this place and line up there to so I can give it to him. So while we're there, we get pulled into another booth. <laughs> the Southern hospitality here is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and then to this very day, I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of these sorority girls and a lot of these people at, who were at this booth, who were at this football game. And they're great. And a lot of them, have, a lot of them had the Confederate flag hanging right there. And they're supposed to be racist. They're the furthest thing from racist. And here you are, you have these liberal Democrats saying these white Americans are racist over there in the South. And by the way, all, many of these people were all Trump supporters. I think they all were. Those are the people who you're calling, who you're calling racist when they're absolutely not. Now, I went all, we went all over. My family went all over. We went to Missouri, Arkansas, all over Texas. 
didn't experience any hate whatsoever. I have some friends, you know, they're all Asian. They live in Texas. They don't experience any type of hate whatsoever. You know, they may hang around a lot more Asians. One thing I do find in the, in the mainland, which I find strange, is that Asians hang around other Asians. They really segregate themselves. And, and I told them, you shouldn't segregate yourselves. And, and it's funny because they'll say, well, you know, you're, you're friends with so many white people up here. And it's not that they don't, the Asians up there in the mainland don't like, uh, like white people. It's just that they tend to just gravitate around themselves. I think they feel, just feel more comfortable around people who look more like them. All right. And a lot of, a lot of them, I think, are scared to step out of their bubble. And that fear could be because they think there may be Asian hate out there when the truth is there's not. So with my own wedding couples, again, the majority of them are white and they're all booking me. They know for a fact because I have my pictures on my profile. They have my pictures all across the wedding, all, all across my wedding website. They know for a fact that I'm Asian, all right? And they know for a fact that when they come to Hawaii, the majority race here is that the majority of the people here are, are all Asians and they are, they are the minority. And by the way, we locals have a nickname for them. We call them Howleys, right? Which isn't a very nice name, to be honest with you. For me, I don't call them Howleys at all. I'm using the word Howley right now just to let you know what they do call them. But in a way, it depends on how you use that term, if it's derogatory or not. You know, you can say, hey, stupid Howley. Then it's a derogatory. Or in conversation, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, you're, oh, so-and-so dating a Howley then in that sense, it's not derogatory. And sometimes it comes out that way. And again, it's not a bad way to actually talk about someone in many circles, in many local circles. Here in Hawaii, it's a little unique because we're a melting pot of all races. You know, when we say where you're from, you know, where are you from? A lot of times we're not, we're not even talking about race. We're talking where are you from on the island, all right? And I think when a lot of people ask me where I'm from, when I come from the mainland, they're, they're asking me which state I'm from because I don't look Chinese. And when, they, when I say I come from Hawaii, they automatically think I'm Hawaiian, which I'm not. I'm 100% Chinese. And a lot of times when, when um, Caucasians come down here and they go to the luau's and they look at the people there and they're thinking, wow, that's like a very pretty, that's a very pretty Polynesian girl. No, she's actually Filipino. Most of the time, Filipino, Chinese, or some type of Asian in there mixed with some type of Filipinos. Filipinos, by the way, are extremely pretty. And when you start mixing them with, you know, Chinese or anything like that, they're very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. Now, every Asian, every Asian has a different culture to themselves too. We're not all the same. So that's why I don't like grouping everyone into one group. So let's get into this <laughs> Atlanta shooting for a little bit. Now, now I, I had talked about this on a previous podcast, and more information has come out. Now, a Korean newspaper had reported that someone, that one of the victims, or someone had said that one person that was there, said that the shooter has said that he's not going to stop shooting till all Asians are dead. By the way, that report is fake. Okay, 100% fake. A Korean newspaper had reported that. Well, that Korean newspaper got it wrong. The truth is, is that the murderer, <laughs> the murderer confessed to killing, to killing those people there. All right. There were eight victims, eight people who are dead, one who was a male, 
And only out of the seven, I think five, five were actually Asian, all right? Two other women were white. The murderer there, he targeted these Asian parlors, Asian massage parlors, because there were, he was a sex addict, and he started to frequent them, and he blamed these Asian, Asian parlors, sex, uh, I guess sex parlors, they're not really massage parlors, they're, they're sex parlors, as, I guess, as the cause of him slipping up. So he destroyed literally what he feared, and that's called counterphobia, all right? That's the cause of these murderers, not Asian hate. This man, if anything, loved Asian women so much, he paid to have sex with them. He didn't hate them. But what he feared was relapsing. So again, he destroyed kind of what he loved and kind of what he feared, if you can think about that. And this same mentality is the reason why why some married men who get fired from their jobs, come home to kill their family who they love because he feared what type of life he would live by not being able to provide for them. Again, it's called counterphobia. I talk about this a lot. In other words, it's AK, in other words, in other, I guess, circles, we know it as cancel culture, but this is cancel culture to the most extreme. So they're canceling things that they're paranoid of, right? So on the minimum scale, you have people canceling you because, hey, you support Trump. They're fearful of, of you supporting Trump. They're fearful of, your, of the rhetoric that you'll put into their ear because they may change their mind. They, they fear that you may be a white supremacist when you're actually not. So they want to cancel you. And this is what this whole hashtag, I guess, society has come to. So this hashtag society has given birth to groupthink counterphobia. So this whole stop Asian hate thing is actually fueling counterphobia. You know, it's, it's its own version of counterphobia. So what happened there, what happened there, I guess over in Atlanta was counterphobia. And this, this movement to stop Asian hate is also counterphobia because it really doesn't exist. When I walk around shopping malls and everywhere up there in the mainland, New York City, I've been to New York City, I've been to New Jersey, I've been everywhere. You know, I don't fear for my life because I'm Asian, because I'm Chinese. Never, ever, 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 ever. But you know what I would fear? If I put on that red mega hat, and then I know I'm maybe, I'm possibly in trouble. Now I'm watching my back. All right? Let's just make that very, very clear. So there, is, there are prejudices out there. But as far as Asian hate being an epidemic problem, no. Now, even if this Atlanta shooting was a result of racism, let's just say for the fact that it was, right? Even though it's not, that is one incident. That's one person. These victims do not, do not represent all Asians. And that one person, person does not represent all white people. That one person does not represent Trump supporters. You know where they're trying to make this go? You know that press secretary, Pisaki, the lady who loves to circle back? You know, she's using these six degrees of association. I call it six degrees of association because there was a game back in the day, I think back in the early 90s, called the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And the game consisted of like, how many times can you connect a movie? You had six tries to connect any movie to Kevin Bacon. 
any movie. And they had this way of saying you could actually connect almost every single movie to Kevin Bacon through association. And they had six tries to do it. And they had a book. They actually, these college kids sold a book on it, made millions of dollars. So great. Well, what are they doing with all of this discrimination? Well, they're playing a game, Six Degrees of Donald Trump. How can you connect racism to Donald Trump? So they're saying, because of Donald Trump's rhetoric, this Atlanta shooter started to hate, hate Asian women, and then he targeted these Asian businesses and shot them up. So again, it all goes back to Donald Trump. And Pasaki was saying this. They're all, they're all saying this. The media, they're saying this. Kamala Harris, they're saying this. And it's all fake. And now they're saying, who's part of this problem? Donald Trump supporters. Look at them. They're white supremacists. They tried to storm the Capitol. They're domestic terrorists. They're out there spreading conspiracy theories. And all of a sudden, you have these Asians now who are scared of nothing. It's almost like the black community. What they're doing to the black community, making them fear a country that doesn't hate them. Again, our country loved Bruce Lee. They loved Jackie Chan. They liked Jet Li, right? They liked, they liked all these kung fu movies. Crazy Rich Asians is the top grossing um, romantic comedy in the last 10 years. In the box office, crazy rich Asians. If America hated Asians, why do they make that the number one romantic comedy? Tell me that. Can you answer that? Bruno Mars, Asian. Tiger Woods, half Asian, by the way. Yao Ming, Asian. You had people there buying his jersey, white people buying his jersey. They all liked him. Can you explain it? You can't explain it, right? And then you have this other lady, again, Sandra Oh, Daniel Day Kim. You have these Asian celebrities out there saying, oh, they just fear it. They're celebrities. They're celebrities making money off their fame. If America hated them, and they wouldn't be famous. What do you say to this, you know? I, I don't understand it. These celebrities are playing victims. It's like Oprah and LeBron saying they're victims because they're black. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm telling you right here, my personal experience, and I can tell you for all my friends, my family, we all visited, and, and even my Asian family over there in California. And all my friends, uh, so many, I have so many Asian friends, right? Because again, here in Hawaii, most of us are Asian, and they all went around. Now, some of them, I think one of my other friends, she said that when she was, she lived in New Jersey, and then when she was looking out the window, a little girl kind of moved her eyes and made her eyes into a slant eye and then laughed at her. And then, and then uh, she said, oh, that's so racist. And yeah, I, I could see that. But I asked her, it's not racism. She's just making fun of you. She doesn't know any better. And of course, okay, fine. That may have hurt your feelings. But she, that little girl doesn't hate you. The missing element to racism is hate. 
even within the Asian community, I can tell you for even within the Asian community, like a lot of us have, have a, there's a lot of relatives who I have who I've really slanted eyes. Oh my God. I have no idea how they look forward. I mean, they have, I have no idea how they look forward. And, and we make fun of their slant eyes. The Koreans, a lot of Japanese and Chinese, they, they do plastic surgery to their eyes to make their eyes more button-like, like the, like the Filipinos. The Filipinos have beautiful button eyes. Um, but the Koreans, they have usually single eyelids. So they get the surgery, they make single eyelids, they get the surgery, the surgery on top of the nose to make it more like, to have a bridge, right? And they get their cheekbones done. The Koreans, the Korean women, they look, a lot of them look really good because they do a lot of plastic surgery to themselves. And, uh, and, and it's kind of like a regular thing. Um, even the, even the Chinese are starting to do a lot of plastic surgery to themselves because they don't want that single eyelid there. And there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing. But this is just their culture. But again, I can tell you for all my friends who are Asian and they've gotten all these surgeries and these, you know, these, these people who actually go out there, they're out there in the mainland, they haven't experienced any type of racism out there. None whatsoever. None. And again, there's a difference between making fun, you know, making fun of an Asian or making fun of anyone and actually being racist. <laughs> when you, for example, if someone comes to me and says, wow, your skin's really yellow. Now, it's not yellow, by the way. But, or they say, oh, wow, your skin looks really olive, right? Because I do kind of have like an olive, you know, kind of, kind of look to it myself. That's not being racist. You know, that's just having commentary. That's just having a conversation. But suddenly... These liberal Asians get so triggered. They get so triggered. There's this one person online who said that she saw a white woman putting a chopstick in her hair. Now, there's a lot of Asian women who put chopsticks in their hair to hold their hair into a bun. Why can't a white woman do that? And this Asian American comes out and says on her Facebook page, she did not ask me permission. She did not ask me how, if that would offend me or not. Really? Grow a brain, lady. This Asian American woman is getting offended at nothing because the colleges have told her to get offended. And then on top of that, I saw another, an Instagram post. This another Asian woman complaining that this white, these white children and the mother had all dressed it in kimonos and they didn't get permission from the Asian community to do so. Who the hell cares? Dress like who you want. You know, who cares? Who the hell cares? Why are you making such a big deal? So what? You're Asian and you, you're Asian and you want to wear, you know what? You want to wear the designer brands where white people clothes. Do you have to get permission by white culture? Absolutely not. So why do they have to get permission from Asian culture or not really Asian culture, Japanese culture? And that person who was complaining, they're Korean. They're not Japanese. The Koreans don't even wear kimonos. And she's complaining about it. And that's what also makes me kind of, kind of angry about it. You have these, I saw this one guy. <laughs> He's a Korean. He's full, 100% Korean, raised by white parents. So he has like a white last name, but he's a token Korean over there on MSNBC. I forgot his name, Kurt Baldera or something like that. He's a really white last name. So anyway, 
he goes out there and he starts complaining about the Chinese virus, how you're, how you're insulting Asians. No, if you say Chinese virus, he's, he's insulting China. And by the way, you're full, you're full on Korean. You're not Chinese. I saw another lady who's like, say, who is Taiwanese saying, I get insulted when, when Trump says the China virus, you're Taiwanese. China's trying to destroy your country. You shouldn't want, you shouldn't support China. China's trying to take over Taiwan. If it wasn't for the United States, if it wasn't for Donald Trump being strong, China would try to take your country over. And by the way, I don't know what's going to happen to Taiwan under Biden, who is in the bed with the Chinese Communist Party. Anyway, this is my rant, okay? Now, by the way, I, w- I want you to take my opinion as just my opinion. I, you know, I don't represent all Asians. My experience is uniquely my own. Have there been Asians out there who have, who have experienced racism? Of course, I really think so. But here's my, here's my, you know, analytical, I guess, uh, interpretation. Racism against Asians is not an epidemic problem. Racism in America is really not an epidemic problem. What is an epidemic problem is prejudice. We are prejudiced against those who we disagree with politically. Specifically, Trump supporters. Trump supporters, there is a prejudice against Trump supporters. If you don't believe me, I dare you to wear a mega hat outside and walk around New York City. Walk around a liberal place. Walk around. See how much hate you'll get. If you're an Asian American... And you're claiming that you've been discriminated against. All right? And maybe you have. Okay? What I want you to do is walk around with a red MAGA hat on and see how much discrimination you'll get then. It will be vastly more, exponentially more than you have ever gotten in your life. All right? Okay, everyone. That's it for my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, this topic was very heavy. But I hope that we don't have to talk about this ever again. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.